When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome to a new episode of the giant take podcast my name is josh and i am joined by my friend and my co-host alex and we are here with a bi-week episode although it's monday into the next week so it's really not a bi-week episode um forgive us uh we recorded an interview with danny king on saturday uh that was supposed to be out for you earlier this morning i uh, had a little bit of setbacks here and there but we are here now. We're going to give you some updates on everything Giants-wise and go through our NFL picks, which uh, really sort of doesn't make sense now because we're at Monday and there's only one game left. So maybe I'll quickly run through and, and we can calculate the win totals up to the one game before that uh, point uh, and let you know about that. But first of all, let's head it to my friend and my co-host, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Josh. Uh, I've got the delay was a little bit to me uh, or on me, I should say, or very much on me uh, because I was just having a very bad night last night in terms of like a terrible headache. And I literally couldn't even stare, like look at a computer screen. So uh, we have to delay till t- uh, this morning, I guess, Monday morning here around 10 a.m. So uh, sorry about that. But I think, you know, it's been a nice relaxing bye week, Josh, not going into NFL Sunday and not having to worry about the Giants and them being awful. Uh, it was actually a nice thing. It was kind of relaxing. It was zen. Uh, so I was happy about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a good thing to kind of take a week off. And um, honestly, you know, I was so busy yesterday with finals coming up. I had to do a final project and spend hours editing and um, worked on a friend's final project. You know, uh, we had a, we have to make like a film. So I was acting in his film. I had to edit my film. I had to go to the... Ri- I wasn't able to watch mostly all the football games yesterday is what I'm getting to. And it, and it does kind of suck. Um, but luckily, the Giants weren't playing. So it wasn't like my biggest. Like, it was like, oh, the Giants aren't playing. Like, I don't really need to watch. Um, as much of a football fan as I am, and it sucks to miss time, uh, there, there wouldn't have been a better week for the Giants to have a bye week than yesterday. I'll say that much. Um, going to the headlines that are very much old lines at this point and they're not new stories last week joe shane spoke to the media and talked about what he's going to do and focus on in the nfl draft um he talked about quote the expectation is that when daniel jones is healthy he will be our starting quarterback he also added that when it comes to the draft quote we're going to have to do something at quarterback so they will be drafting a quarterback at some point in the draft what round what pick that remains to, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but Daniel Jones is still going to start next year. We expected that. He's under contract. He should start. He kind of needs to start in order for this contract to somewhat make sense whenever he's back from his ACL tear. Um, and 
In regards to when the Giants are going to draft the quarterback, I have no idea. Uh, from what Joe Shane said, it seemed like it wouldn't be a first-round pick, but then he was also asked, could you draft a quarterback in the first round? And he responded with, yeah, if we think the talent value of that quarterback is there, we will be starting him. So it all really depends, and um, that's what I had to say for there, and that was last Monday. Last Thursday... The Giants signed wide receiver Dylan Drummond to the practice squad. The undrafted rookie out of Eastern Michigan played in one game for the Detroit Lions last season. They released outside linebacker O'Shane Zimenez from the practice squad to make room for the Drummond signing. It's been a long time that O'Shane Zimenez has been on this team. He is now not on this team. We'll see if he gets like thrown back into the practice squad later this year and someone else gets cut. But for right now, that is the deal there. Moving on to our pick results of last week, our NFL pick results. I went 10 and 5. Alex went 11 and 4. Another close week. This one sees Alex with the victory. Um, I was going to try and calculate what we have at this point, but I'll have Alex go through up to the four o'clock window and I could see if I can quickly do it. All right. Starting with Thursday night football, uh, Seahawks and Cowboys. I picked the Cowboys. Josh picked the Seahawks. Colts, Titans. I picked the Colts. Josh picked the Titans. Uh, that was a very good game, by the way. Uh, Falcons, Jets. We both picked the Falcons. Lions, Saints. Both picked the Lions. Texans, Broncos. We both picked the Texans. Chargers, Patriots. A terrible, terrible game. We both picked the Chargers. Uh, and then Steelers and Cardinals. This was kind of delayed for like two hours total probably so it was almost like a four o'clock window game but uh the cardinals uh we both picked the steelers excuse me and then dolphins commanders uh, we both picked the dolphins all right um could you also do the four o'clock window game so i can try and get this done yeah sounds good all right uh panthers buccaneers which was pretty decent game actually uh we both had the bucks eagles 49ers i went with the eagles joshua 49ers browns rams we both went the browns uh, Packers, Chiefs, we both went with the Chiefs. Uh, and then we've got Bengals, Jaguars, the only game that hasn't been played yet, and we both have the Jags. Yeah, I'm not going to get it in time. All right, uh, but it's all right. Uh, both of us had a pretty good, successful week um, so far, and Monday Night Football is yet to come. We'll have to watch the Bengals-Jaguars game, which I think is going to be pretty close. It's not two powerhouse teams, but it is two teams uh, going at it tonight that I think are pretty evenly matched. We'll have to see uh, who comes up on top there. It'll be a fun game. And uh, we have the Giants game actually coming up next week on Monday Night Football. They weren't flexed out of that spot. So that um, is interesting that I'm sure a lot of the a lot of people around the world are going to complain about it. And I don't blame them. I don't want to see Giants Packers on Monday Night Football. They both don't deserve that spot. But it is what it is, and that's where we are. I believe you were seven and five so far, and I am eight and four. There we go. And so, uh, look forward to a Giants versus Packers preview coming later this week. We're really excited for that. But for right now, we're also super excited for this. It was a great interview with the Talking Giants weatherman Danny King, uh, and we hope you enjoy. That's going to be the majority of this episode. So for right now, I'm going to say thank you for listening. It's not over yet. But uh, thank you for listening thus far. Keep on listening. Subscribe wherever you do listen. Uh, hit that follow button on our social media platforms, The Giant Take Pod. And Alex on Twitter at Inorin23. I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo29. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with our interview with Danny King. Enjoy. 
All right, we are back now with a special guest. Danny King is joining us, the Talking Giants weatherman, and is also a writer. Danny, I'm still I'm still plugging it. The Ithacan uh, at Ithaca College, where you are a senior there. We talked about it already because we're both in upstate New York. Um, you're a little ahead of the pack than I am, though. Danny, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sorry for the bad voice. Just battling, battling the colds, that upstate weather. But I'm doing good. We're vibing. Uh, you know, we're just we're just moving along, even though the Giants are an absolute mess of a franchise. The, they are, and that's why I'm not going to start with them. I'm going to talk to you, Mr. Weatherman, about the weather. We had uh, in central New York here a little bit of snow happening in the beginning of the week, the first like big snowfall of this fall-winter season. How How is that for you? Did you guys get a couple inches over there? No, I mean, I drove through it when I came back up because I went to the Giants Patriots game. So I drove through it a little bit. It hasn't really snowed up here that much, or at least none of it's like sticking. It just like it just comes on by and then uh, and then it just goes away. But that's just what it's like up here. I have to get used to the weather up here again because going out to California in the spring made me realize that I'm going to have to come back up to gray upstate New York in the middle of January. That's going to test my mental fortitude. Yeah, no, was, uh, nothing like upstate New York, right? The no, there's just perfection. Oh, perfection! You wake up, you don't see the sun from about like November on to like uh, March. No, it sounds about right. And then when you do see the sun, like everyone just ventures outside, like it's. I don't. Yeah, know. you put on you put on oh, shorts. Fifty degrees, short weather. That that's what happens. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It was a little bit more here. I actually I I FaceTimed Alex because I'm on a hill. Like my dorm is on a hill. And it was just like a primetime viewing experience of like something you would see on in a Twitter video. All these cars just sk- like skidding down the road. I saw two oh, car. Good. I saw that's one good. car crash into the sign at the top of the street. One car crash into the sign at the bottom of the street. I Alex caught a live. I literally turned the camera. I was like, "Look at this! This car skidding. Boom! Gets rear-ended. Uh, the car that it went to, and he caught that right live on the FaceTime. It was like." I, I was literally a news. I should be a news reporter. Like I'm that's just stacking up my window. You just gotta set up a GoPro and then just record that all day. Yeah, like, and then like it goes a, on like um what is it like some ser- CCTV or whatever it's called on Twitter. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. Get millions just like that. Um <laughs> so I don't know. It was it was pretty bad here actually for like those three hours that it was coming down heavy, uh, and then it amounted to like maybe five inches. So nothing crazy. <laughs> but um what is yeah okay I'll do this now. What is crazy is the giant season. We can we can go to it now. I tried to push it off for as long as possible. Uh, Danny, I want to ask you, holistic lens, just just the entire season. Like, what are our thoughts? A lot of um, I, I I mean ass. <laughs> it's so bad. This is this has been miserable. I knew when we lost forty to nothing that it was going to be one of those years. I I didn't want to accept it, but like when you lose forty to nothing. It kind of just like kills the vibe. All the hype disappeared so quickly, and then it's just only gone downhill from here. There's so much that's gone wrong. It's hard to pinpoint like the one thing that's like really spiraled it out of control. People think it was Andrew Thomas hamstring, but at the same time, if 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 one player going down affects your season, you don't have a good football team. That's just quite quite plain and simple. Then we learned. Uh, I mean, they overestimated last year a little too much, and that's fine. I did. I thought we were going to the Super Bowl this year, so I mean they overestimated that season a little too much. But as long as they make their adjustments in the off season, they could at least begin the track of fixing it. They're not winning anything next year, but like they could begin the track of like building something. 
Yeah, I, I think really the main problem was you mentioned the overestimation. We won a whole bunch of games last year, not as much due to the talent on the roster, but some good coaching decisions, some luck, to be completely honest. And, um, you know, this season we come in and we're thinking, ooh, this is going to be an 11-win team. And it's just not going to be – it just wasn't going to be that. But I think the funniest thing about this whole season was the first drive for the Giants. That first whole drive up until they – Was amazing. was amazing. It was like, oh, my God, our team is going to be great this year. And then they have the false start. Then they have to kick the field goal. The field goal gets blocked. They're taken all the way back. And after that, it was over. And ever since then, it's not been the same, all because of, like, two plays. It, it's, it's, crazy. Kind of, it's kind of wild. Like, it really did, like – I mean, that Cowboys game sent everything into a spiral. And, yeah, that drive was – it was so good. I was remember being like, man, they made this offense better. Everything's looking up. DJ's looking up. Everyone's making plays. They, like said, the false start happened. I just want to know, like like, – because, like, after that, like, DJ just never looked comfortable again. Like, did he, like, was this offense made way, like, was it that much more complicated? Did they add that many more wrinkles? Or was just, like, the coach of decisions this year not vibe? I don't, I just want to know. Because, like, there's no way he goes from looking at the guy that gets paid a however much his contract was to looking like he should even be started in the NFL. Alex, I thought you were going to respond to that. It looked like you were ready. It's because you're whole. I, I, there's nothing story. even to say, honestly. There's nothing even to say. I don't. I like. I don't even know. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You're right. Like, he looked like a completely different player. And then you have the second half in Arizona too, where he looked pretty good. He looked pretty sharp. And I just don't understand that either. But there has to be. I think there has to be something behind the scenes that changed dramatically. It has to be. Um, because your season doesn't just fall apart like that unless something happens that maybe is not being publicized. Was it uh it was the Raiders game that he got injured, right? Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean even yeah. in that that's the whole thing that we all took away though too was before he even before the tear even happens, that Raiders game when he comes back just he didn't look good at all either. And that was a big point. I mean that that is the big point that we all discuss is that like even this is a huge statement, but it's like even if Daniel Jones like doesn't end up tearing his ACL, the thing is he didn't look like a good quarterback in the game, and before that too he was missing his throws. Like one of the, I mean, I remember listening to Bobby on Talking Giants after that episode that he's never seen Daniel Jones throw ten yards out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> for a throw towards Saquon Bart. Like, that's never happened before that he's been that inaccurate. And he was in that game. And, I mean, he he, he came back, like, he, what the rumor was, he wasn't even 100% with, neck injury, with that neck injury. Which, if he that was true, why is he playing? Like, I'd, like, I'd, like that's, I mean, that's another problem. Like, the second neck injury, I don't know. Uh, neck injuries are always scary. But, yeah, he looked terrible that game. Maybe even before the ACL. Like, obviously, he did tore the play before. And then, like, then the next play, obviously, goes down. That was, that was misery. Because, like, obviously, he's been bad all year, but just, like, seeing him down on the ground, it was just, like, the realization that he 100% just tore his ACL. I've never felt such, like, a like it was such, like, an empty feel. And I was, like, I knew right there. I was, I was like, man, dude, I was, like, that's it. That, that's his tenure as the Giants right there. He's done. I mean, he'll probably play next year, but, like, he, the, 
this is he's done. He won't be the Giants future at quarterback. Yeah, and I think it really kind of depends where the Giants end up picking. Um, you know, I here's I'm gonna bring this up now. There's this ideology, right? There's the winning that it's better to win and you gotta trust your front office to do its best. And then the oh, we need to tank ideology. What which one do you think is the what I mean, what is yours personally? Are you a win it win anyway or a tank kind of guy? I mean, I, I've kind of given up on the tank because you beat the Patriots. Yeah. That was the game to lose if you were going to continue the tank. So, I mean, like, obviously I, the draft position is great, but I'm also in the mindset, like, as dumb as it is, and I know people hate, but it's like, if you really like a quarterback, you trade up and get him, quite frankly. Now, obviously, yeah. I know, like, I'm not saying be like Carolina Panthers and, and give up your whole farm, but, like, not even Caleb and Drake. I'm kind of on, like, a Jaden Daniels kind of vibe right now. Like he's someone that could still be there past the the Patriots. Like I don't know what the draft order is right now, but like I'm not tank is obviously I'm not gonna be mad if the Giants lose anymore. Like I'm kinda like, all right, losing still is good for the the culture, but like what? Chicago picks first, sure, they take the quarterback there. And then Arizona. You think Chicago take a quarterback even with Justin Fields? I I don't I'm not I'm still not on the mindset of that they do. I I thought they were, but I'm like, when you ever they haven't given Justin Fields a good coach to work with. Matt Eberflus is terrible, and he's a defensive-minded coach. Maybe an offensive-minded coach would be better, but they, they've they kind of failed it recently. But, yeah, I mean, like, Chicago, I think they should Marvin Harrison, but say they do. Arizona would then take Marvin. Patriots taking a quarterback. At that, four Chicago would probably take a lineman. Washington does not take it a quarterback. So right now, the Giants are six. They'll still have, like, what, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, whoever else. There's not like they're going to be – there's plenty of quarterbacks, so I'm not, like, nervous about it. If you get outside the top 10, then it kind of starts getting, like, dicey because maybe Tampa wants a quarterback. Maybe the Jets draft a quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is still going to be there. He would throw up a fit if they draft a, if they draft a quarterback because he still needs skill position players. I don't really see teams that are, like, dying for a quarterback up until Las Vegas, New Orleans right now. So, I mean, there's still going to be plenty of – because we're four and eight, we're still the sixth pick. We're acting like we went to pick number thirty-two recently. So I mean, I'm still gonna enjoy wins, but I'm gonna also celebrate losses. I will. Well, we talk about Thursday night football. Packers lose to the Cowboys. That's increasing our playoff odds. So if we're not going for a tank season, Danny, are we going for the playoffs? Is that what we're I, doing now? If if we get into a playoff mindset, we are we are a sick fan base, and we need to be studied. We are begging for this team to tank. I mean, like, there's no way they make the playoff because the big I, yeah, this they could beat the Packers. I, I I do believe that, but the Packers have to look it up. Saints, I think we could beat the Saints. The problem is there's there's one team that has had our number for years, and they're the final two game two of our free games of the season. They can't beat the Eagles. I mean, we always beat them with third stringers, and I take pride in that every day. I make sure all my Eagle friends know that. I'm like, we always beat you with third stringers. You allowed Kenny Galladay's first touchdown as a Giant. I don't. There's no way they make the playoffs. But it would be kind of comical if they do. But the other question is, like, at least on my mind, I think they start. Do, do you think they stick with Tyrod or, or, or Tommy coming out of the bye? Because Tyrod's going to come back, and like this. I think they should go with Tyrod, but I mean, I, I I think they should too. It is no, it's, it's not a slight on Tommy, but like Tyrod's better, and Tommy's he's already shown more than we could have imagined. So I was, yeah. if they start Tyrod, that is kind of like they're still trying to win games, basically. Yeah. I, yeah. That that and also 
I mean, I'm not 100% sure if Tyrod's going to be coming back on 100%. That's something to talk about. He does have the bye week plus a week, right? So he has two weeks more than, or one week more, excuse me, than what he would have if he was just straight coming back off the IR. So he should be fine. However, this has been a problem this entire season. And I guess in the past, but this season especially is Brian Dable and, you know, this coaching staff as a whole allowing injured players to play injured. And, you know, how does that affect this Giants team? And it, we saw it with Jones already. Um, you know, we've seen it with with Andrew Thomas, although it seemed like, you know, he was OK uh, when he has played. But th- that's been kind of the questioning of this Giants coaching staff. And I don't know if that also has to do with the trainers, but they're allowing these players to go out there and play injured. And not all the time does it work out well. You know, Daniel Jones being the number one example of that. So if Tyrod's still even a little bit injured and nicked up, do we throw that kind of under the rug and just say, yeah, go out there. We want you as our starter. That's the only thing that I, that I question. I mean, Tyrod's always injury prone though. That's the one <laughs> downside of Tyrod Taylor. He does not keep, he, he will risk his life like to, to make plays. And I, I respect that from him, but it's just like, no, 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 they have to start Tyrod. Cause like, I feel like it's kind of, he's so much better. He's, he's so, so much better. better. And then Tommy still, he takes sacks every play. It's so frustrating. If he can't, Someone could be wide open right in front of him on a drag, oh, yeah. and he's still looking deep. And he's he's looked good, Tommy, and he showed that he could probably be the backup of the Giants next year. But like, he still needs time to refine those skills. He's not a good quarterback, you know. I I saw someone saying that he's the future franchise quarterback of the Giants. I'm like, are you a what we, are you we, watching? We did the same song and dance with Jake Fromm. He had one good drive against Dallas when he came in relief for Mike Glennon. We were like, here he is, the future, and then. He sucked the next game. Like that's just how it is. Tommy's better than him by by miles, but it's like he still has so much room to go. He's a. It's a great story though. The whole New Jersey thing. It really just pulls everything together. And and of course, he was literally a town away from where we were. Uh, the Monday this actually sucked. So, Danny, did you get a week off for Thanksgiving? I assume, or did you like come home like a little? I, I had the week off. Yeah, yeah. So so we did too. We come home for Thanksgiving. The, the Giants play the Pats on that Sunday. Tommy DeVito's in the town over from us doing a signing at a bar, like 10 minutes from our houses on that so, Monday. So Jersey. After we come back and we couldn't go because it was the Monday after the game and we were back here at our, As, at our schools. I was so mad. But uh, I, I hope you had a good shake of cutlets after that win. <laughs> he deserved it. Um, but yeah, great story with Tommy DeVito. And, and oh, I forget where I was going now. But I do want to talk about, because we talked about quarterbacks earlier, Pac-12 championship was last night. That's the end. Pac-12's demolished now. It's done. But from what we were able to watch from that last game, the I don't know if you guys tuned in with Bo and X and Michael Penix Jr. It was an absolute phenomenal game. Uh, an absolutely phenomenal game with the Washington win at the end. And then Bo Nix covered his face with a towel, a little bit similar to uh, what we had with Caleb Williams like weeks ago. Um, except that was a little bit a little bit more of a sad scene in the stands with his mother or whatever. Um, what do we think of that? Uh, with, I mean, I know you talked about your quarterback, Danny, of, of who you like already. Bo Nix, Michael Penix. I really like Michael Penix personally. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned Michael Penix for some reason. I, I should have mentioned him because he's still good. He, he's all, he's, I mean, he, he was a great story this year at Indiana. So, I mean, once again, they, they have to go. I mean, unless if Marvin Harrison's there, that's the only other guy I'm like, you could take over a quarterback and be okay with because, like, that's just one of those, like, receivers that kind of just, like, changed the game for you. 
But like, it's just such a crappy position to like really need a quarterback because like there's so many good players, but it's like you don't have the one key position to make it go around. So all and yeah. basically after Caleb Williams, Drake May, there's there's still plenty of good quarterbacks. So I'm not sweating quarterbacks anymore. I, you know, I'm a really big Caleb Williams guy, and I know everyone really, you know, talking about the tank for Caleb Williams, whatever it may be. But for me, I don't think, just based on what I've seen this season, I don't think he can handle the New York market. I don't. Yeah. I Do you think that would be an issue? I mean, like, he's got a good experience in L.A., but, like, I mean, we all see, like, like it's a different a Giants play, here. Yeah, a Giants player got criticized because he didn't want to speak to the media for one game. Like, it just... It, it's, it's definitely that. It, I mean, like it's it's just challenging to. I mean, it's like yeah. if you cried here, I can only imagine what that would be like. They they'd be even worse to to poor Caleb. So I I think he could handle it. I mean, like he, as long as he's got the right people surrounded him, and I feel like if they do draft a quarterback, it's quite obvious who's going to be there to help him a lot, and they're probably going to like push Eli onto him, so they could be like, hey, this is how you work this market because he did the same with DJ or maybe. Or both, I guess Eli doesn't technically have to do that. In my mind, I feel like he will. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not stressed about uh, Caleb not being able to adapt to the market because at least Los Angeles provides you the next best thing yeah. to New York. Yeah. I mean, we saw Evan Neal. He's the most like monotone, quiet guy. And the New York market made him talk about hot dog flipping and, you know, start yelling at people. So that was an all time moment. He called us hot dog flippers. That is an unreal, crazy. unreal. That, man, I I love when my uh, franchise players just like yeah, like, make fun of me. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Got booed at by Javi. Especially Baez. when we, especially when we pay their salaries, you know. Yeah, like Javi Baez booed us. Uh, Evan Neal says I flip hot dogs. It doesn't get better than this. Notice how you called Evan Neal your franchise player. That's also a sad statement in itself. <laughs> yeah, do that. Bruh. I I don't think I ever want to take a player from Alabama again. Mac Jones as Evan Neal as I'm I'm giving up on Alabama. They're all frauds. Alabama quarterbacks, especially yeah. recently. Um, last week, Jake Glazer came out with a report between Brian Dable and Wink Marindale, said there was tension in and outside of the building uh, between those two, Brian Dable, in response to that in his press conference. This guy just loves to talk about how much he loves to eat with the Thanksgiving. He had the Thanksgiving quote of, uh, he talked to Jordan Romney. He's like, Jordan, look at me. I'm not trying anything about the Thanksgiving table. Now he makes a pizza reference. This guy loves food. I mean, we knew it already, but. You know, he just he just likes to talk about food. So his response to that was, yeah, uh, me and Wink, uh, you know, the, the only argument is who's sharing the last pizza slice. Ah, you know, so funny. And then uh, <laughs> the next day, he's asked again to further comment on it. And then he says, I commented on already. I'm not speaking about it anymore. Do you think there is tension in the building? It seems like from those answers there was because he gave a lot of pushback from commenting more further than his little joke in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's clearly tension. But, like, the problem is, like, it's going to lead to a point where Brian Dayball's going to fire him because that's just, that's just dumb, in my opinion. The only way Wink Martindale should be here next year is if he takes another job willingly. And that also could just happen. It could be like a Patrick Graham-type situation. After Joe Judge got fired, he was like, eh, I don't want to really be here anymore, so he left. And went to, um... But it, you can't lose. The defense is the only good thing we have. Nothing else about this team's been good. Special teams sucks. The only coach that should be fired is Thomas McGahee because that man, I don't know how he keeps surviving these coaching changes. I because I guess they just don't give. I, I, I don't want to curse, they, but like they just like 
they don't care about specialties. You're good. They're, they're like, do we do? I, they don't give two shits about specialties, clearly. Because, uh, well, he was hired by what? Shermer? Shermer was him, I think. He was hired by Pat Shermer. Survived Shermer. Made it for Joe Judge. Joe Judge, who is a specialties my guy. I'm surprised Joe Judge kept him. Then he survived Ryan Dable. If he top, no way you could keep Thomas McGahee. His unit has been so bad. What they had nine guys on field goal. Uh, that 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 blocked special teams play in in the Dallas game. I, I don't know if he's the one making calls about Graham Gano kicking when his leg is needs surgery. Can we talk about that as well? That yeah. was dumb. That was dumb. But back to the wink, back to the wink Martindale thing. You you, you, you got to keep him. And if, if the tension is that bad, you got to try and find a way to fix it. And I will say I did enjoy Joe Shea when Pat Leonard asked him, he's like, he's like the Jake Laser thing, and then Joe Shea's like, what report? And then Pat Leonard just sounded so offended. He's like, you, you didn't see the report? And then Joe Shea's like, no. And I know, Joe, no way Joe Shea did not hear about that. Because I was like, oh, he knows everything. He knows more than we see. He sees more than we see on Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, it, but you can't. the The beef is dumb. If you should, if we all know where it started from, the Xavier McKinney. I'm not sure if y'all think it started somewhere else, but it all started with the Xavier McKinney. Yeah, clearly last started. season. Yeah, I don't know why I have to act like I know that, but based off just like context clues, it feels like it was Xavier McKinney's situation. It Super dumb with. comment from him too in a contract, like yeah. coming up to contract and, year where you want to stay. In, it's just, and it's so frustrating because I I hate that Xavier did that, but I also want to pay him because I do like Xavier McKinney. I do think he was like he was better in a um, Patrick Graham system than in Winks right now, but like he's a good safety. I'll be honest, and I know he was a moron and wrote an ATV. But th- this defense is the only good thing about this team right now. They've turned it up recently, and so unless Wink gets a head coaching job or retires, I don't want him leaving this franchise to go somewhere else. I don't. And I, two things. The first thing was uh, with. That's another one with the coaching staff and having an injured player play. If Graham Gano is struggling so much with the one part of his body that we actually need him to use to kick the football, why is he going out there and kicking the football? That's just another stupid, idiotic like thing to think about as a coaching staff. Like, oh, your leg's hurting? Ah, go out there and kick our field goals. It's going to work out. Don't worry. Oh, Daniel Jones, you when you run, your head and your neck moves out. Oh, let's have you go out there and play quarterback with a, with a lingering neck injury. It's like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the other thing was that you were talking about with Xavier McKinney. Alex and I remember hopped on the podcast after he made those comments, and I was saying that the only reason that he's making those comments, to the, my belief, is that he wants to leave New York, and that he's just doing that so he gets out of a contract because he wants to go elsewhere. That. That's my only thing I can think of in the right mindset that they would do that because he's already in a bad way with the Giants locker room and the staff because of the accident that he had during the bye week last year. Because you're you're another like another idiotic thing to do. Like you're stupid to go do that and, and ride the ATV and then end up what was it? He broke his hand, right, or, or something yeah, uh, of that nature. Um, and then obviously, I'm sure you got to talking to about that. I, I don't know if it really worked because he's still going out here and making poor comments about the locker room to when his players and his teammates come out and they're like, when they hear about it from the media, they say like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, we don't feel that. And maybe they truly are being honest and they don't, or maybe they're just trying to cover it up. It could, either thing could make sense. It's just really weird for him to, like you said, Alex, come out and make these stupid comments. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just frustrating because I like Xavier McKinney as a player. 
and I want him to be here long term, but it's like when you do stuff like that, it just makes it difficult. Yeah, I feel like we had a whole bunch of guys on the Giants this year that we thought were like high character guys. And it turns out like when things got tough, they're like not so high character anymore. And I think the real the real test, you know, Joe Shane always talks about bringing in, you know, the you know good minded people, the right people for your organization. I mean, every team talks about that. Right. But you really don't get to know what a player is like until things start going wrong. And that's when you really start to tell who's your, you know, franchise pieces and who's not, right? Guys like Dexter Lawrence who are still performing at a high level. Um, you know, on offense, Andrew Thomas, obviously. The players who step up uh, for, you know, during when you're down, I think that's the biggest teller, to be honest. And that's been the main thing I think we're learning about this team this year. Yeah, I mean... It's because, like, what? I'm trying to, like, they didn't change much. That's the other problem. They didn't change much of this roster from last year. But, like, yeah, I mean, just, like, defense, like, obviously, Xavier's got his problems. But, like, th- like, that added Bobby Okereke. He's been phenomenal this year. Dexter Lawrence, obviously, just he's being Dexter Lawrence. And Deontay Banks, obviously, has not been a world beater this year. But I still think he's going to be a long-term piece because he still has had good moments so far this year. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Deontay Banks. They, it's... They built this. I heard Bobby Justice say this on whatever episode I listened to, as I was driving up here. But like, they built this defense is like is like a wink defense. If they lose wink, I I don't know who else can come in here and work with these guys. Obviously, someone can, but like, can they fit that system as well as they are right now? I the one thing in this offseason that can't change is defensive coordinator. It's plain and simple. They can't do that. Micah McFadden is looking like the next great linebacker. That's being dramatic a little bit. But he's looking great next to Bobby Okereke. So keep Wink, please. Just keep him. Figure out your differences. Or just man up and, and just deal with it. You are going to have disagreements. It's called life. Move on. Jesus. Uh, Monday Night Football game that has yet to be flexed for some weird reason against the Packers next week. Saints. Eagles. Well, like, it can't. It can't be anymore. I think yeah, the deadline I mean, passed. Yeah, exactly. it's official. That we're Monday Night Football. We ain't. They could only flex one. I, I think it was Arch Stapleton said it. They could only flex one other game into that time slot, and it was literally the Houston Texans and the New York Jets, yeah. because the Jets Jets play at home on uh, first game. Rogers is back. The uh, pretty no. pretty good Monday yeah. Night Football game. I that, that if that man comes back first play, he's tearing his Achilles again. It's played as simple. I I, I would bet money on that. It works out good for me. I have a final that Monday morning, so uh, if I had to be up Sunday night recording and stuff, that would have been annoying. I, I got a final that I got a final Monday night, so I, I might miss that game, and I'm kind of annoyed. Well, it's probably for I, the best, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, Alex, I, I'm sick. I, I got to watch my four and eight team. No, I know you got to do it. Tommy Cutlets for the win. Tommy you know? Cutlets. I gotta feel got that Jersey it. juice. Exactly. Oh my goodness. All right, you know. Talk of Giants weatherman, Danny King at Danny King underscore on Twitter. We'll drop it in the description of this uh, episode on YouTube or your, you know, podcast platform. So just go check him out there. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure.